What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the one and only Master Cheeks. I'm sorry, Master Chief. Sorry, Snowbike Mike, the master of hype, is joining us today to talk about his thoughts on Halo, the show, season one. Mike, how are you doing? Tim, I'm doing really good. Let me let me start it off for all you watchers out there, for all you audio listeners. You know, thanks for tuning in. But I took off the helmet, Tim, because I don't need this anymore. Nobody needs a helmet in this television show, and we'll talk all about that in just a little bit. But I'm excited <laughs> to talk about the Halo uh, TV series with you, Tim. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. A lot of people in chat bear brought to our attention. Uh, we're talking about the fact that like, Oh, we're a little late right now because Tim needs to finish the show. So we have to get there. That is not the case. Today has been crazy. This week has been crazy. Greg is out on vacation. Kevin's out on vacation, which puts kind of funny in a very interesting situation where everyone is working double or triple time. And I definitely overbooked myself. I should not have done that. So I apologize to everyone. We are late because of me and only me. And also I have not watched this show since episode three. I did give up along the way. I will say just real quick. It's not because I hated it. It's just because I didn't love it. And there was so much stuff going on that I'm like, you know what? Maybe one day if I end up talking to Mike on a screencast and he tells me, Tim, it's worth going back to. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do just that. I love Halo. I love the idea of turning video game IP into entertainment IP on the movie or TV side. So I want to support this stuff. Uh, but where we're at right now, just full disclosure, that is where I am. But this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in movies, TV, and trailers. We're popping off right now, and it's only about to get more ridiculous. I say we're a weekly show, but at this point, it's going to be multiple times a week. We have so many movies, TV shows, and trailers to cover the next couple months that there's multiple series we're going to be doing weekly recaps of every single week so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned to youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com and if you're a podcast listener check out your favorite podcast service search for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free if you want to watch live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers anonymous molecule anonymous molecule and fargo brady have today Brought to you by Maple Story and Lumen, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, it's time to get into it. Mike, weeks ago, I, I want to say eight weeks ago at this point, me, you, Andy, and Nick sat right here and did our review of episode one of Halo on Paramount Plus. Kind of a mixed bag. We were hopeful, but not, I don't think any of us were like into it. You know, it was kind of more like, trepidatious at best out of it at worst i think all of us said we're willing to give it another episode i think we all watched at least one more episode but we kind of came to the consensus behind the scenes that we're not going to be doing weekly reviews of these things it's not something that we are passionate about but you you kept strong you kept watching you of course the host of the kind of funny x cast the number one source for all of your xbox needs you stayed true you've watched them all you've seen the full season what are your thoughts on Halo, the series? Tim, you know, I, I stuck with it. I made it through all nine weeks, all nine episodes, and I'm conflicted. Our good friend Shinobi3005 put in the chat, I feel conflicted coming out of this because there's some good. There's some excitement that I had. I had some good times, but there was also a lot of bad. There was a lot of questions, and each and every week, the show never left me wanting more. I never said to myself, man, I can't wait 
for next Thursday. I need it to be Wednesday at midnight so I can go hang out and watch this show. I never, ever felt that way. And I think that was the big downfall of this is I just never connected with this, never loved it. And you asked at the top of the show, you said, will Mike tell me to go watch this? Is it worth my time? And Tim, I'm sorry to report that. No, Tim, this is not worth your time. You will probably Mm. not go back and watch this and have a good time, especially with the long drawn out episodes of nine full episodes and three of them having some action, maybe four, but like very minimal action. But, you know, I wrote out my thoughts and I got it all together. So I'll, I'll give you the quick rundown and then I'm excited to dive deep on it. So right now I wrote, give me the rundown. Give me the snow bike, Mike scripted out rundown. I love how professional you are, Mike. No one has <laughs> ever done this in the history of kind of funny screen guests. And I appreciate it. The Halo TV series did not live up to the hype that I put upon it after years of waiting and excitement of what could be with the announcement, the Showtime partnership, Spielberg, and more awesome names attached. Unfortunately for me, it came short, not only in the quality department, as it looked like a CW slash sci-fi original in many moments, from the CGI clunky Spartan suits to the helmet cam, which never looked good, but the content itself is where it hurt me the most as I desired more from the story. Each week I questioned what was going on with the decision-making in the show? Where was the iconic music? Why did I never hear the beats that would get my heart pumping? Why are there multiple story beats of us going to one place and then going right back to the original location with nothing really gained? I didn't care for the Quan storyline, like how we spent three plus episodes with Quan and Soren, who just felt like massive deviations from the whole entire story and the main plot. It never quell, it never really felt like there was a real threat or there was any risk involved. Like anyone was not going to make it out of this next firefighter if they were not going to make it to the next episode. And then of course, the biggest issue that I had was Master Chief becoming helmetless Master Chief to Commander Shepard for one episode to Master Cheeks. And then of course, in his final form, Clapping Cheeks. His character just never felt authentic or just quite right. There were some highlights, though, throughout the nine episodes, like seeing Cortana brought to life with the incredible Jen Taylor. There were some cool moments seeing Covenant troops hit the screen from jackals to grunts, brutes and the prophets, and so much more. To even seeing Master Chief in his full armor, even though he only wore it about 20% of the time. It all looked cool for a Halo fan to enjoy, but the story just never really hit and it never really landed with me. That's why I give the Halo series season one a three out of five on the kind of funny scale. So you're saying it's okay over It's okay, Tim. I mean, three out of five to me is speaking into that six to seven range. And I really, on my side, that's about a six to me out of 10. Three out of five, I could have leaned into a two, but I really felt like this wasn't what I was looking at for a Halo television series. I think there was a lot of excitement coming into it. It's been almost a decade since the announcement and seeing names like Peter Jackson, Steven Spielberg attached to this. And, you know, the Showtime partnership brand way back in the day almost kind of had that HBO feel to it. Showtime, in my opinion, isn't quite up to the HBO level anymore like it used to be back then. But, you know, I thought this was going to be more and it just never landed. And that's not on the, you know, actors, right? I think all of them brought to life a lot of these awesome characters like Halsey's, uh, Halsey the Keys family. Uh, Pablo was great as chief, but like, it just never quite fire, never felt quite right with the storytelling and what was happening. Like none of it, never none of it felt good. None of it felt mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate, man. Because yeah. like I from episode one, I was like, this isn't bad. 
and I, I guess three out of five, like kind of felt like where I thought this series might end. But I think that's unfortunate because Halo is such a such a prestigious thing that it should be hitting that four. Mm. Right, we should be yeah. getting at least a four, or hopefully a five. Right, uh, the biggest thing for me is always the music. I think that so many uh, video games are as emotionally like relevant as they can be because their scores are so intertwined with the story and gameplay, and not getting those iconic Halo uh, moments and melodies yeah. and stings was definitely something that stood out to me because episode one, at least, we did get a lot of action. We did get a lot of Chief being Chief, but it was backed up with a fairly generic score as opposed to the epic, iconic Halo score that mm. we know. Do we seriously never get the Halo music at all? In my look back on it, we get two moments with the iconic music that you can truly tell. And one was kind of remixed with like a really intense hot guitar solo that totally ruined the moment and the actual soundtrack itself. The final episode here for the finale, you do get the beat dropping and it is really awesome to see Chief go to work on a group of brutes and to have that music, you know, the drums in the background and the beat hitting, it did feel good. But for nine episodes and it to only really play twice where it was a standout moment was a letdown with that iconic soundtrack. I, really quick, I do wonder, it was uh, fascinating um, that you guys are recording this week because I recently just listened to Playwatch Listen and there was talk about how the original um, uh, scores of the um, original Halo game uh, recently were, I think, in a, a lawsuit with Xbox and Microsoft because they they didn't have, like, the, you know, um, there wasn't Mario anything... Donald. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there wasn't anything that, like, said that, um, like, they weren't essentially being uh, properly paid royalties after, you know, using their music for so many years. And I, I do think that might have culminated in, you know, them finally getting this Halo uh, TV show off the ground after so many years. I wonder if that has anything to do with that, of, like, maybe the show, because of, of this, like, couldn't properly budget to pay them the royalties that they were asking for in the show, um, kind of um, uh, budget itself. So they had to, like, very minimal use, like, the original stuff that y'all would have wanted. Again, not a guarantee of what that's what actually happened, but I do find that interesting that they stray yeah. away so much from it. I don't know the story on that. I know that recently it was announced. I think that that came to terms and was fixed, you know? But, uh, yeah, it was a big miss not having the music, especially for the intro, right? Like, the intro of the show every single week, the tone setter, it didn't even have the iconic music that you wanted. And I think that was a big miss from the moment go, which was a, a, a big letdown. But, you know, the music itself never hits the heights that it should have throughout the, the series. Yeah, and and to that point, Barrett, I uh, all all of that is true. But I do think that they they did settle the stuff before the show was officially. Uh, this version of the show was officially being made, so gotcha. it does seem more like a choice that they didn't go with it, as opposed to a necessity. Yeah, I wasn't entirely um, sure on the timeline, but I did and, find it interesting. It is a little hazy, and it does get a little weird uh, with that whole situation. But I mean, like even looking at Halo Infinite, right? Like it did have hints of the theme and like i feel like it was more based on the theme and uh kind of like sonic 
understanding that was built on the original halo trilogy uh was in this this new version as opposed to something like halo 4 and 5 that went a different direction um and halo trilogy i even include the the all the bungee games right like odst and and reach included on that but um with the show to mike's point it kind of just felt like they had these these themes and the specifically the intro to the whole show it didn't live up to expectations whether or not it was the exact theme it didn't have the right vibe. It kind of felt a little more generic Showtime sci-fi, like not nothing really truly special. But I know we're talking a lot about music here, but I think that when it comes to Halo, music really does go a long way in making it what it is and why we think it's so special. Because at the end of the day, it's a fairly generic sci-fi story of, hey, here's this child soldier that has turned into a badass. You get to be the badass, he's in a war go for it like it's not the most revolutionary storytelling but i think it's everything around it that kind of makes it special and it is the idea that they're they're the vehicles and the enemies and the elites the grunts like they all there's like a, a class system to it all like that's the stuff that we really latch on to i didn't get far enough in the show uh to see the grunts how how were they oh handled? like the, the grunts were cool so when we really opened it up after episode one, which is what you saw the first big fight sequence, right? Which was the elites coming in to that outskirts uh, area on that planet, right? Magical. And so when we move forward and we finally get to see the big reveal on episode five, they gave it all to us, right? We had the Covenant dropship. We had the grunts. We had the jackals. And those two characters alone looked so cool, right? After seeing the elites in the first one and going, eh, Maybe, maybe not. I think seeing the grunts come to life and seeing the one grunt take the wheel of a warthog and then get shot out of it was really, really epic and special. And so seeing those moments, right, I think they killed it with the actual Covenant aliens and what those look like. And then beyond that, right, then we got into the Brutes and we saw Atriox and it was like, oh, wow, like this is really cool looking. And they all did look badass, especially in the finale when you see Chief taking on about five Royal Guard brutes, and they're just pummeling him. It was cool to see for sure. That is awesome. I have more yeah, questions. Oh, yeah, but yeah. before we get to that, let me tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Maple Story for sponsoring this episode. Are you tired of being judged based on the way you look? Maple Story is too. Because while it may look cute and cuddly, this is a deeply hardcore MMORPG. Maple Story is full of vast, colorful lands and a ferocious array of towering monsters. And don't get us started about damage. Maple Story will have you dealing billions with each swing of your Fafnir battle cleaver as you battle boss after epic boss and you can customize your mapler your way maple story has 40 plus jobs and thousands of weapons outfits hats armor sets and mounts for you to take on your journey from the lionheart battle bracers to vicious lollipop wands and you know i love a lollipop wand there's a ton to see and do in this picturesque world and with 18 years of content to sink your genesis weapon into there will always be a new adventure around the corner maple story is ready to go are you you can go to maplestory.com to check out the game and play for free that's free guys come on maplestory.com 
This episode is brought to you by Lumen. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel that you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up the skincare game. Thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your face. With Lumen, you get the highest quality products. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin. Gia has been using the charcoal face wash and charcoal face scrub and she feels so fresh so clean afterward she has dry skin so especially during the winter it's nice to have that hydration and exfoliation also she's a big fan of the really subtle citrus smell all you have to do is take a two minute quiz on their website and they'll tell you exactly which routine is best for you based on your skincare needs level up your skincare game with lumen skin today you can go to lumenskin.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of lumen's products that's l-u-m-i-n-s-k-i-n.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. Lumenskin.com slash kind of funny. So now that we're back, all right, tell me more about this. Like, so the action yeah. itself, like it seems like you're kind of down on the story and you're kind of down mm -hmm. on the new characters that they introduced. Did the action deliver? Like uh, you gave it a three out of five. You're saying it's okay. You're saying it's closer to a six than a seven for you out of 10. But did the highs hit did they make you feel something were you watching it being like now this is halo yeah there was a couple moments where it felt like oh this is halo and that's episode five as many people who are watching and actually saw all nine episodes will know is episode five ends with the big bang where chief is fighting off a whole covenant armada just to get the relic back and that was a really cool sequence what i didn't like was the in the cam or in the helmet camera right we saw that in doom where they wanted to do the first person shot and it never looks quite right. And even all the way up to the finale, the in the helmet shot, whether it be coming out of it with Chief holding a gun, never looked good. And then on the opposite side, Tim, when we talk about Chief taking off the helmet and seeing a lot more Pablo, they played a lot more fast and loose with giving you the in the shot helmet of their face right up close and personal. And that always looked jarring and bad compared to what was happening. So I think in my personal opinion, I would have preferred them to stay on the out shot and let Chief go to work and all these Spartans go to work and see the action from afar because every time they did jump in to the first person view, it just never felt quite right. But the action sequences did live up to it, right? From episode one off the jump when we saw those space hippies get absolutely torn to shreds by the Covenant. That was so cool, right? To episode five with the big battle, then all the way to the finale, right? There's only probably four big set action pieces right you could tell they didn't have enough budget to just do all nine episodes nor did they want to which is fine but the finale was cool right because we got to see the prophets involved then you saw a bunch of the sangheili troops come out of the woodwork and fight off on these spartans and i don't know it it was an interesting vibe because it was cool but at the same time there was no risk involved nobody was not gonna make it it didn't feel good knowing that like, oh, we're just going to murder these guys and we're just going to walk out scot-free. And that was kind of the big letdown of all these action sequences. So then moving on from the action side, I know it sounds like you're kind of disappointed when the show strayed from what you wanted, which was, mm -hmm. which was just Master Chief being a badass, doing yeah, cool yeah, yeah. things. But the, the kind of story, the character development, mm -hmm. like tell me a little bit more about what you liked and what you didn't like about the, the choices that they made that are unique to the show as opposed to the games. Yeah, let's start with the things that I liked, right? I really loved them bringing these iconic characters to life. I really loved the Keys family from Commander Keys to Miranda Keys, and then also Halsey, 
who was absolutely stunning in the first couple episodes. And we're going to talk about her kind of downfall towards the end, but like that actress crushed that character, right? Halsey was cool. She was mysterious. She was interesting. You could tell that she was kind of doing some bad things, but was trying to do it for the greater good. And like also the family triangle between Commander Keys, Miranda Keys, and Halsey, how Miranda Keys, Halsey's was Halsey's daughter, and they never got along. I liked all of that, right? And I loved what they did with Cortana and Jen Taylor and how they brought that into the fold of being Halsey's clone, being what Halsey always wanted to be, and then to work with Master Chief. And that tandem was perfect. They were really, really great together, Pablo and Jen Taylor, and what they created, right? But I think towards the end of the show, we started to see the fall of Halsey, which was hey, maybe we just made her too much of a villain. There was never that kind of gray area. They just overstepped the line and made her into a villain where it was like, and that just doesn't feel that good and it wasn't as fun and payoff as I thought they would think. And then on the flip side, you got to look at Quan, right? Like that was a character from episode one off the rip. They were looking at us as like, this is going to be a main person in this show. You need to get involved with Quan and what she's got going on over on this outskirt planet and what she's going to bring to the table. And then Master Chief dumps her off on episode two. And you're like, okay, well, so much for her. But then we go back throughout these nine episodes and give her one or two more episodes where it's like, oh, Master Chief is getting some good storyline, right? We're learning about John. We go back to his home planet. We find out that he's getting memories again. And he knows what Halsey did to him, taking him from his family, right? And he's starting to question who he really is. But then all of a sudden, here's a big left turn. We got to go back to Quan and we got to go back to this desert planet because she's got something going on, but none of it ever pays off. And even to the point where at the end of the season, she's not even there. She's not there for the final two episodes. There was no point to any of that, right? And so that was the big letdown is you had some really cool moments between Halsey, Miranda, and Commander Keys. You had Pablo, a.k.a. Master Cheeks, and Jen Taylor were great, right? And then he's got these side Spartans around him, Silver Team, where you're like, okay, learn more about them. Make them the Lindas, make them the Kellys, make them mm-hmm. my friends that I want to know and love, but they never felt that way. None of them ever did, right? And so there was a lot of just misused characters. And then, of course, we turn our eyes to Mackie, right? That was the big one of, here's this girl that was abducted by the Covenants, right? She's the only person ever to be a human being on high chariots, right? She's there with the Covenant, and she's been abducted. They believe she's the chosen one to help them find the ring. And it just, it didn't feel quite right off the jump to me. And then it felt like they forced a love sequence upon her and Master Chief where, you know, they banged, which then Tim, for everybody watching out there, when that episode ended and they banged and we thought, oh my God, did Master Chief just clap cheeks that almost caused the fall of Reach? This is going to be an epic season finale. And then they never did that. And it was heartbreaking because it was the perfect buildup of like, oh my God, these two got together. Then they got torn apart. She runs away. And episode nine was sitting there. Just the ball on the tee of like, okay, you do fall of reach right right here. People are going to love it. People are going to get excited. And instead they chose this like weird cop out of send the four Spartans to the covenant hidden planet all by themselves on a suicide squad mission. They do everything they need to and then come back home Nothing ever happened. No risk at all. And it was a big letdown there. So I, I don't know. The characters, there was some good, a lot of bad, a lot of bad. So then with that, are you excited for a season two? Do you think that a season two can 
give you what you just explained? So I look at season two and I think they left us with a couple of interesting moments here, right? And the biggest one, of course, is Halsey's off on the run. She's going to do her own thing. We'll see where that goes. But the biggest interest that draws me into season two, Tim, is at the end of season one, we have this awesome moment where Jen Taylor, a.k.a. Cortana, looks at Chief and goes, I was created to take you over, Chief. Like, you got, she wanted me to just take you over and become you. You wouldn't exist anymore. And so he's fighting and he knows he's got to give it up. And so he gives it up to Cortana. And at the end, we get this like minute long sequence where Cortana takes over. She becomes chief, kicks ass, but then it becomes the chief we've always known. Stoic, mm-hmm. kind of mysterious, doesn't talk much. Is much more interesting to see because you're like, oh man, what's going through this superhuman's mind right now, right? And so they end it where Cortana is in control of chief and we don't know how this will play out, how she'll get Pablo back involved. Will they separate or will they always just be one? But it was a really cool moment of like, there was some tension there and there's some intrigue of, oh man, Chief's not the same Chief coming out of this fight. And that's what's got me excited. When I look back on it, right, we missed the fall of Reach. We've been teased with the Halo, which was exciting to see, but like we never made it there. So that means Mm. we're going to go back to Reach once again, just like I told you about at the beginning of like, we go to these places, then we come back with nothing really gained. So now we go back to reach. We reset everything. We'll have to find the coordinates to Halo. We'll go to Halo eventually. Maybe we'll get the fall of reach. So season two, I think they're going to have to take a lot of what they learned from here and see how they build off of that. My interest right now for season two is probably at a solid 60%. I'm going to watch it because I love Halo, but it's not something where I'm like, yo, when's season two coming out? I want to know all about it. Let's get to it, you know? So it kind of missed there. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely unfortunate, man. I'm very sad to to hear that because I was hoping that it would find its footing along the way and that and by the end, especially, you'd be excited for the next yeah. season that we know is coming. Season two is confirmed, so it, it will happen. I imagine it'll be next year. A lot of these streaming services are trying to adopt the model we've seen of traditional TV, which is like annual releases of seasons of shows so paramount plus halo season two got to imagine it'll debut next year uh probably around march april or something like that and uh we'll check in then for sure uh we'll do a reaction to the the premiere for for sure uh will we do weekly reactions probably not but any final thoughts on halo season one snowbike yeah my final thoughts are this tim I had a good time with this. I enjoyed seeing the property that I love the most, which is Halo and Master Chief, come to life up on the big screen, right? We've had some small pieces before that everybody has seen and loved, but this was the one that I was most excited about. And I came out of it kind of conflicted on, I didn't love it at all. I was never excited week to week, but I was happy to see some of these iconic characters and moments come to life. And that's what really got me. And I know a lot of people talked throughout this whole nine-week process of, Hey, Halo fans just want the one-to-one adaptation and they don't want to do that. They're going to make their own silver cannon lineage world over there. And we got to accept that. And I did accept that. I just felt like this was a mid to subpar sci-fi series and experience overall. Right. And I think people who are fans of Halo will either love it or hate it. Similar to how I feel new fans. I don't think we'll get any out of this. I am blown away that, you know, the sale was, How do I get my mama? How do I get my girlfriend? How do I get my dad involved in Halo that aren't Halo fans? And I don't think that this would have captured them 
the way that other sci-fi series have done like Firefly or The Expanse and onward, right? I think there's other better sci-fi series out there. So if you're not a true Halo fan, I don't know if I could sell you on this, but I think it's worth a try because it is cool to see Master Chief, Cortana, Halsey, The Covenant, The Prophets, uh, High Charity, Reach all come to life. That was a really cool experience. So I'm happy coming out of it looking back. But I, uh, but I am a little let down that I wasn't wowed the whole entire time. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Mike. That was an excellent review. You fucking kicked ass. This is your first screencast appearance, I want to say. <laughs> I think so, Tim. I think so. Yeah, you've, you've done in review. You've done other things. But I think this is your first screencast. And it's definitely our first one-on-one -on -one where only one person has actually watched it all. So <laughs> you fucking killed it. I am so – Barrett, he killed it, right? I'd give that on the kind of funny scale of five out of five. Five oh, out thanks, of five. Five thanks, out of five Barry. to Snowbike Mike. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about Halo and what you thought about Snowbike Mike's first fucking killer screencast appearance. And he fucking owned it. You love to see it. Uh, like I said, screencast has a whole bunch of cool things coming. Please subscribe over on the podcast feeds and youtube.com slash kind of funny because we are about to be going insane. I have this whole calendar, a spreadsheet that I have of all our screencasts, all our in-review stuff. And screencast is like, popping off the next couple months there's about to be multiple weeks where we're covering obi-wan and miss marvel and the boys and then later multiple weeks we're covering lord of the rings and game of thrones and she hulk it's about to be insane so you're gonna want to subscribe but until next time i love you all goodbye